You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. This is important for the city of Seattle, uh, important for the black community, for the BIPOC community. This is a family reunion. This is a really dope moment to have right here in the city. My mom is out, her twin sister's out, my little cousins are out. It was aunties, uncles, grandmamas, all of them were all up in here in the building. It has been a fantastic reunion. Baseball is always going to be America's pastime. And there is no denying that the people of color have built America. So with that in mind, it is very important that we participate in the thing that America loves as much as everybody else. Came out here to put on a show for the fans and show everybody that uh, HBCU got a lot of talent out here. Such a, a long line, a long lineage of great black ball players. You really don't want to see the black ball player disappear from MLB. It's important for African Americans, especially uh, young people in Seattle, to see that uh, you can, in fact, make it to the big leagues. There is a there is a place for you in college with baseball. It's important to know our history and know the work that went into giving us the platform that we have now. We stand on the shoulders of our ancestors and we owe it to them to respect the work that they put in to get us to where we are. This is an opportunity for the community to galvanize around a sport, around young people. This is us and you are us. We're part of you and you are part of us. You know, that's one of our main things is just to set an example for a lot of black kids, especially young black kids. I want this game to grow, especially for people in our color. And so, I mean, I, I'm just, I feel so blessed and uh, amazing to just be an ambassador of that. HBCU element, the aspect of it, that plays a big part to it. This is something we've never really seen here in Seattle. This is our opportunity to be able to let folks know that um, there's a lot of institutions out there that are looking for people just like them, and they're ready for you to come on home. Baseball is what we really grew up on. Uh, I remember Rupert Jones here in Seattle. And when you, your mother told you to go outside and play, we started a game called Root. If you hit it across the street, it's a home run. If you hit it on a bounce, you're out. Like you said, this is this is a sport that we own. This is a sport that we, we, we got away from other things by playing this sport. Seeing people like you, myself, in the field like this means that the world tells them that they can't, but we are irrefutable proof that they can. I believe this is a time where we can assist in helping develop future baseball players who will one day come to this event in another city and one day work their way up in, through the minor leagues. Uh, to the major leagues. And, and it's all because we have made an investment 
into them. The community has made an investment into them. You saw all organizations, church organizations, you saw activists come out, edu educators come out, old folk like me, young folk, celebrating the HBCU system and its correlation to baseball. And you saw some phenomenal athletes. We had 50 really good baseball players from the HBCUs who had an opportunity to shine in front of a national spotlight. And that really was the most important part of the night. We think it's really important that kids see people who look like them playing the game at a very high level. And, you know, hats off to Ken Griffey Jr. Um, he elevated the event with his presence, and uh, we really appreciate the help. Try it all. Do it all. Experience it all. Um, opportunities are boundless, and you can make your own lane if you need to. But try it all. Do it all. Experience it all. Nothing is off limits. It's uh, the day of the Home Run Derby here in Seattle on All-Star Week. It's a big day. We've already had a ton of big events with the, the Swingman Classic on Friday, which I, I can't get over the energy in the building that day. And then All-Star Saturday with the Futures game and the Celebrity Softball game. And yesterday was the draft, but it continues. we got two big days, though. Let's talk about it. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, uh, first of all, good morning, Chuck. <laughs> Excuse me. Won't, won't keep you here long, man. I know you got to get back over there at T-Mobile Park. But, uh, man, I thought about Well, first and foremost, Trey, Trey Holiday is on vacation this week, and we were going to do some other program. And I was like, man, Chuck, we need to pop in here real quick and talk about All-Star, what's been happening, and everything else. We saw that uh, intro there, uh, Swing Man. Um, there was two really big stories Outside of the games in the ballpark, two big stories. Well, one of them was in the ballpark uh, for us at Converge, and that's Swingman, and then the the Legacy Legacy Fields, uh, which we'll be uh, talking later in the day. The new uh, the renovation at uh, Rainier Playfield. But man, have you been having fun, All Star? Oh, I mean, from from day one, even in building up to this, right? Seeing the different events, hearing about what's going to happen, like the like you mentioned with the Playfields. I mean how much this is bigger than even like today with the Derby, which is the main event for some people. It's going to expand and affect the city for years to come. So no, it's been, it's been a blast, you know, just trying to live in the moment really and enjoy it all while this is taking place. And just Whitney saying, this is history, you know, this is history that we're in right now. No, it definitely is, man. And, uh, you know, all started, you know, the vibe is good. Uh, I've been, I've been enjoying myself and going to a lot of stuff, even later on uh, today at one o'clock, over there, Buki Gates is on a, a panel. Um, I think it's facilitated by Harold Reynolds, and they're you know talking about investment in in baseball and youth. Uh, that's something that's that's important for us. Um, man, we're still riding the high off a of swing, man. I'll be honest with you, you know, and uh, we wanted to get everything out today because I know come five o'clock today, man, <laughs> it go, it goes into the into the derby like you said, and then after that, of course, the All Star Game itself. But got you here so we can kind of run through, give everybody an overview of what's been going on uh, throughout All-Star thus far and what people can expect today and tomorrow. All that being said, 
Chuck, the floor is yours. Appreciate you. So, I mean, we'll go straight. We'll go a day by day, right? Obviously, Friday was the Swingman Classic. Uh, we've had some great, great opportunities to to get our folks out there and go check these events out. Uh, like with in the dugouts prior to the Swingman Classic, there were all these legends talking. You just talked about Harold Reynolds speaking with Harold Reynolds. There, the giants, you know, of of baseball, not just you know necessarily Negro Leagues baseball, but baseball as a whole. Right. And uh, that speaking of the legends, Andre Dawson threw out the first pitch. I mean, to hear the legendary Andre Dawson speak post game before I get to anything else was really important to me because you talk about this event. Right. And its significance. And Andre Dawson, who you can see throwing out that first pitch, said and he did see I said this unprompted in the post game press conference. He said, I really think this can grow each and every year as we take this event and you know a city like the northwest is great to have it here because of significance to ken griffey jr but you get this event at an all-star weekend near these actual hbcus yeah, next year is in dallas so that's what he was saying he's My like friend the folks can make it all the way out to texas and get back seattle is a little tough it's a little tough, but you get out to some of these uh, cities and, uh, you know, where they're going to host it. Like you said, with Dallas, it's just going to grow. And I mean, the, the game itself was pretty good. I mean, there were some really good talent out there. So I think Andre is right. I think this is only going to grow year by year. I don't know if you. Any- yeah, I, I just say from the black folk perspective here in demographics, I mean, when when you look at the state of Texas itself, it already has so many HBCUs. Um, you know, I'm one of them anchoring it is Texas Southern right there in Houston and then Prairie View A&M. Um, you know, both of those had had uh, players represented this year. And then those guys travel down south. So, I mean, when you talk about Southern University and Baton Rouge, you know, that's not that far. Jackson State University, Jackson, Mississippi, that's not that far. Guys get on the road. Like, I could really see next year – uh, these guys do this in Dallas, Texas. You have to remember that black people in Seattle make up 7% of the population at that, about 50,000 people. You can fit as many black people as there are in the city of Seattle in all a T-Mobile park. And now you, you switch that up and you go down to a city like Dallas and then you've got Houston, which is just, uh, you know, a three or four hour drive away, as well as like San Antonio and these other things. I mean, I think you're going to have like a, a full house uh, for the Swingman Classic next year in Dallas, Texas. I That's perfect point to it, you know, and but in speaking with that, Andre Dawson said that it was fitting, though, to have it here with Ken Griffey Jr. And obviously the way that he has impacted not only the city of Seattle's baseball culture, but baseball culture as a whole. Right. And you can see Griffey there. Uh, it, it makes total sense. I understand it. I know that, you know, maybe if you were going to do it from scratch and have this event, you know, to really kick off, you might have it, you know, closer to an HBCU. But I think with Griffey, you know, putting his name out there and saying like his father did to give back to baseball, he wants to take his turn now. It makes a lot of sense, but no, that, I, I mean, you know, it really was a lot of, even before, during the game, uh, our, our buddy Everett Fitzhugh came up to me and I told him, I was like, Everett, I've never seen anything like this, you know, and he was really pumped up. So it was, it was a ton of fun. And that was on Friday. And I mean, there's still some stuff. I'm going to keep track of some of these players that we saw. I'm going to want to follow along with their journey. See, you know, the draft continues today and tomorrow. So we'll see if any of those players go through there. And I'm excited to check that out, you know, and keep up with them. Do you have any finally sort of, yeah, no, I would just say that uh, one, I'm I'm really proud of our coverage because our, our coverage with uh, with you and circling Seattle sports 
really on the field, the players, the strikes, the bats, the balls. And then on our storytelling side, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the story off the field, you know, and surrounding the game. And so, you know, hopefully we've done a service to our community um, in, in showing all aspects of the Swingman Classic. And so, you know, that was on Friday. Obviously, we go to Saturday. Saturday continues with uh, with the festivities. And there was a busy day on Saturday as we had the Futures game with Mariners prospects. Harry Ford, uh, who is a catcher prospect, he's very versatile, though. He can play catcher and outfielder. We don't see that too often. Uh, he was really big in the World Baseball Classic, which is equivalent to the World Cup, if you're familiar with that. Uh, he hails from Great Britain. So it was a little bit interesting. You know, they have knights and sirs and all that over in, in London. He is uh, Sir Harry Ford after he had a really big game in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, he'll Him and then Jonathan Classe, it's like Jonathan, but without the H, so it's Jonathan right there on your screen, um, are the future of the Mariners right now. They're two of the more exciting young players that we'll see in a few years here. That was at 4 o'clock at T-Mobile Park. Uh, and then later on in the day for the second game um, at T-Mobile Park, it was a celebrity softball game. Now, this game always tends to bring a lot of sort of... Uh, they bring people from all over, right? I don't, I didn't know some of them to be honest with you, but the Seattle folks are really who I really cared about. We had, uh, you know, Bobby Wagner was there, I and mean, it's hard for me not to, you know, be excited about Bobby Wagner. The King Felix Hernandez was there. He actually captained the winning team of this ball game, uh, and then Brett Boone, a former Mariner who was part of the 2001 team uh, that won 116 games and all that, won the MVP award, got that WWE style belt that you can see there but you know and I, I i did it in our recap you know we had all these stars uh I, again to be honest with you i only knew a few of them and some of them backed out of the event but it was the seattle stars who shone the brightest with b wags and felix and brett boone zach levine uh who was uh, actually from renton you know so that was i don't really pay too much attention to that event but the seattle guys kind of showed out i thought you sound less than impressed with celebrity, bro. A little bit. A little bit. Look, I mean, the Seattle folks showed out for me. So, yeah, well, that was nice. What was, how did the, the fans interact to the game, though? You know, fans it, was, it was a, a very, uh, a lot of offense in that game. So people really got into it. You right. Know? So it was <laughs> like, you know, some offense. people look at baseball, it's like, oh, there's not enough. There was home runs, and they had the air horn going, the fog horn. They were blowing steam out in the outfield. So, and there was a good crowd. I mean, they packed all three levels of the, the ballpark. So it was it was a fun experience, I'd say, just to come out kind of lighthearted, kind of thing. You know what I mean? To uh, to come out and see some of those folks who normally don't put on a, a jersey at all, let alone a Mariners jersey. Mm. So that that was on that was fun. That was on Saturday. And then we get to the nitty gritty. I talked about, you know, the future of the Mariners uh, that really continued on Sunday with the MLB draft uh, taking place. Now, it was really fun. I know we talked about junior on Friday. They brought Ken Griffey out to announce the first overall pick as about I think it was about three decades ago. He was the first overall pick for the Mariners and really changed things here in Seattle. And they, they brought him out and he actually had a few tears in his eyes. Uh, as he made this selection um, inside of Lumen Field is when they where they held the draft there. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the draft because, you know, you mentioned, you know, in the NFL and the NBA, some of these guys you see in the first round, they're going to contribute from day one. 
it's not the case with these guys. So um, we'll look really quickly here. Uh, the the second pick that the Mariners, the Mariners had three picks in round one. That hasn't happened mm. since 2016. So that was seven years ago. So they got a real big chance here to strike gold, so to say. Johnny Farmello um, was a second pick here. And you can see on the screen, he's not out there. So they did the, the virtual, the Zoom thing that we all got a little bit used to, which is interesting. You know, we had all these fans here that packed out sections of Lumen Field to watch the draft. Uh, it was a lot of excitement, but there's only seven players uh, that were present, which was interesting, you know, with the MLB draft. And hold on, there was only seven players. Seven players there. Yes, sir. In attendance, which was, you know, it was very interesting to me because the baseball season for college ends before the month of July when this weekend is right. And like, unlike any other draft around pro sports here in America, it's during the season, right. NBA draft, not during the season NFL. So it's, it's the MLB draft is a very unique experience. Uh, and they don't, and that, that they only have a few players present, you know what I mean? So they don't have the guy come out or not everybody comes out and hugs a commissioner and all that. Uh, but also the fact that a lot of these players we won't see for several years. You know, the three Mariners picks in the first round are all high schoolers, which is crazy to think about because they were much more athletic than I was in high so school. So they're, they're going to be – and I think that what we're saying is that that's where baseball and hockey, which I've come to learn, whatever it, uh, Fitzhugh was explaining, is that like uh, most of the hockey draft picks we won't see playing for the, the Kraken – for years to come because they have to go and develop. Mm-hmm. And it's the same here with baseball and that the majority of all the draft picks we won't see for years because they have to go through the system. That's And you're right, that's a big difference compared to like NFL because or NBA. So you're like, yeah, it's an impact player. You get drafted, people are expecting you to make an impact immediately. Yeah, and it's, it, it is interesting, you know, just to have it be different in so many of those ways, right? Like... Uh, Ty Pete is a big personality guy. I don't know if you saw a big smile. He, he kind of lights up the room. Every, he's compared a little bit to Julio. Not, not so much. But, yeah, I mean, he's a 17-year-old. He doesn't turn 18 till August. So, yeah, he's going to go through the farm system, and it, it'll probably be 2026, 27, well, till we see him. Julio was in the Mariners system for a long time, though, wasn't he? Yes. Like yeah. from a teenager. Yes. Yeah. He was real young. He was about 15 years old, and they signed him from the Dominican Republic um, through the international signing pool, uh, which is different than the draft, which is a whole different thing. Um, but yeah, he spent several years in the farm system. You know, so when, when, I said it, when people see Julio now and Julio and last year, he got the big contract and all this stuff. And it's the Julio no fly zone and the TV commercials and, and everything else. He's in the, uh, the home run derby. People should realize that he's actually been a Mariner for the most part in the Mariner ecosystem since he was in his teens. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and then that's where it starts is, is something like yesterday's event. And even in the later days uh, with the draft where, you know, it might not be a guy who's a first round pick. But yeah, they are Mariners. At, well, they have to sign a contract. But yes, they are Mariners through that whole event. And it's fun sometimes because you got the you got the Everdaco Sox where Julio did spend some time and kind of started to make his name up in Everett. And the, the Rainiers where some of those players played out in Tacoma. So you got chances to go out and see him. But yeah, some of these guys, it's going to take some time. But you see some of the guys now like Julio, some of the pitchers who was an all-star like George Kirby. He came through the draft a few years ago. So 
if you got a good development system, like a system in place, like you were saying, oh, you'll get these players that you drafted and bring them up. And that's the plan with some of these guys because they're not all, they're not polished. You know, they didn't come in ready. They're high schoolers. They've got a lot of room to grow. But that's what the Mariners are banking on is that they've got a ton of potential and they believe they can mold it into, you know, a real diamond. Turned to, was it? Uh, actually, I know, know the express. Diamond in the rough. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, right there. But that's that's what that is. But you talk about the home run derby. That is tonight. Uh, Julio's trying to avenge last year's loss. He came just short, even though he had, he set some records in that event. And that's really when Julio became a household name around the country, uh, hitting 81 homers and really lighting up the show uh, as he and the Mariners went on to break that postseason drought. He's looking to change that this year uh, and win it in front of his home crowd. It's going to be tough, though. Because who he's facing, Pete Alonso in round one is arguably the the betting favorite for this one. So it's it's not going to be easy, but it's sure going to be a fun event. Um, especially to see a hometown a hometown star involved in it is is going to be a lot of fun. It should be it should be really interesting. I mean, the home run derby typically is what I pay attention to the most during MLB All Star Week. Uh, so you but, know, of all it's weird though too. I I believe you when you say that because. Of all the people that have been hitting us for tickets, like we got tickets, who've been hitting us for tickets, it's all for home run derby. <laughs> that That's like the big thing is home run derby. And I think, you know, you think about baseball, you think about excitement, you think about these big homers, right? And that's what, that's what this event is, you know, time, you, you magnify it, you, you, you really multiply it. And yeah, I mean, Pete Alonso has won this uh, competition, I believe, twice before. And that's who Julio is facing in round one. So it's not going to be easy by any means. But there are some other good competitors in this one. I mean, Los Angeles is Mookie Betts, I think is sort of a... Uh, Kind of a sleeper pick. He's been hitting a lot of homers in the month of July. I think he's heating up. But, you know, if I'm writing a storybook, it only makes sense for Julio Rodriguez to avenge his loss last year and win the city of Seattle. Of course, Chuck. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then all-star, all man, who should we? Of course, we know our guys. Um, but, man, who should we be looking out for in an all-star game? Yeah. And so it's, it's funny you mentioned that because just today uh, we found out, I mean, with Jersey sales, right. That some, not maybe everybody pays attention to, but Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves actually leads major league baseball in Jersey sales. He's one of the young athletic uh, high energy guys that is making baseball, so to say fun uh, for some of the folks who are trying to get into it. I'd say, look out for Ronald Acuna Jr. Shohei Otani's not going to, I don't believe he's going to pitch in this game, but he's still going to hit. He's one of the biggest stars in, in the world, let alone in baseball, you know, and Randy Rosarena in the same sort of venue as a guy like Ronald Acuna Jr. or Mookie Betts. Those guys are all so fun to watch and they're exciting. You just don't want to play them, right? I like Randy. Because then they burn your team. <laughs> so well, Randy does the home run and then he, at third base, looks at third base coach. Mm. Stun These guys are fun, right? right? It's why you want to watch the game. He just, I'd rather watch him play someone else than do it. To right. our mayor. So I'd say I'd say those three, well, Tani Acuna Jr. Uh, and uh, Randy Rosarena are guys I'm going to look at uh, when All-Star pops around tomorrow. All right. Good stuff. Anything else you got for us today? I mean, I'm just sort of still in awe at 
at the the production from Swingman. I mean, because just living in that, I, I told I told you and I told our buddy Everett, I said this, I'd never experienced nothing like this. And so when I see the productions that have been put in place, you know, by Converge Media, it, it kind of brings, it's, it's, it's what visual storytelling is about, right? It brings me back into it. I feel like I'm back there at the ballpark and we're watching the American League side and the National League side play each other once again. Uh, and you got all this excitement. They had the college fair going on um, on the main concourse. You know, it was a time. There was, there was a young man in center field during batting practice that was playing catch with a kid in the outfield. For about, th- I watched him for about thirty minutes. This is what baseball is about, man. So, yeah, I, I really, I really, I'm not. You know, I know we're on converge right now. I'm not trying to just say that. It's serious. It brings me back to it, and that's what making these memories and telling these stories is about, right? Is bringing people to an event that maybe they couldn't have attended. So, I would say I just really enjoy seeing uh, the productions out of that, and I will look forward to in the coming years, like Andre said, Andre Dawson, seeing that event expand and grow and, you know, and seeing some of those HBCU players uh, drafted and maybe that happens or the next few days with the current draft still going on. Yeah, man, let's see what happens, right? We got to stay on top of that draft, right? Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. Charles Hammerker, Chuck, as we call him around here, circling Seattle sports. Thanks for joining us. Tell people real quick how they can follow up with you. Well, on all the social medias at Circling Seattle Sports, you'll be able to find us. Our Twitter at is at Circling Sports. So it's a little different. But if you put Circling Seattle Sports in the bi- in the search bar, you'll find us anyway. Uh, we're going to head down there to the ballpark to get home run derby. Going to go and check that out. All the sights and scenes. I'm sure they got the the uh, the ballpark all decked out. So we'll be sure to bring that to you. Uh, and even even after All-Star, I mean, we got the whole Mariners season. They got a 10 game homestand after this. So. I mean, the summers is a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And this event just magnifies that. So at Circling Seattle Sports, if you want to find us and all of our coverage is also on Converge Media, of course, uh, on the blogs and every Monday here uh, with our weekly recaps. But All-Star is the main focus right now. So, All right. Good stuff. We're going to cut you loose, man, so you can get back to the ballpark and we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, oh, there we go. When we come back, we're talking All-Star art. You're watching the All-Star Update. Here on Converge. Last night was an all-star game, but somehow it was so much more. It was the coming together of our community around baseball in a way that I've never seen, at least not in my lifetime. Baseball is a sport that so many in our community have lost a connection with over the years. But last night, so much of that legendary ballpark magic was back and radiating through T-Mobile Park. All you had to do was look around and see young and old. HBCU and Mariners Blue. An evening full of special moments, but so much more. You know, I've never met King Griffey Jr., but thankful to the kid all the same, because in one night, a few short hours in that ballpark, he reaffirmed the dreams of young ballplayers on the field. Honored legends whose shoulders so many stand upon today brought a community together that has been displaced, put service, fraternity, and sorority on display, presented opportunity for educational achievement, and perhaps most importantly to someone like me, continue to push the mission of reviving baseball in the inner city by igniting love for the game in our very youngest of fans. We have a lot more to share with you about last night in the coming days, But to be honest, I was so impressed by last night 
I just had to share. Thanks again, Ken. The Swingman Classic was truly a home run for us all. All right, welcome back to the All-Star Update. And again, big shout out to Charles Hammaker, who's on his way back down. So you're getting out of here now, right? Charles said the line down there for media at the ballpark is already long and in the 11 o'clock hour. All right, so it's not always just baseball, although it's kind of all about baseball. Uh, a few days ago, our own Art Queen of Converge, Takiya Ward, caught up with artist Shakori Nielsen, who actually painted a bunch of murals as part of MLB's All-Star art installation. All-Star Alley Week for the All-Star Game, home of the Seattle Mariners. We're in front of the Ichiro. This is actually my first mural I did. Actually, I've uh, primarily worked with Canvas, so I was uh, happy to be able to come out. Dom had me come out and put this Ichiro up. He's actually being honored, you know, with All-Star Week, you know, so that was honorable to do that. Uh, yeah, I can remember, you know, just grabbing my first Ichiro bobbleheads and collecting them. So it's just dope to be an um, embodiment of the city and representation of culture and be out here and show face. I say we haven't had a lot to be too excited about in the last decade, you know, or more so, but I'm happy to see different elements of, you know, bridging gaps of communities together and, you know, being able to be an adult. I'm a father now, so I can remember when I was a lot younger, just being in the city and experiencing, you know, baseball or sports as a kid. And now just getting to see little kids get to run around and have a different perspective and take it in and, you know, see legends, you know, they're legends now. They got Julio, you know, we had Ichiro and Griffey and it's cool just to be able to see the culture from a different perspective being an adult now. So I have inside the gallery, I have a, a Clemente, Roberto Clemente, and I have a Jackie Robinson piece in there, uh, continuing on my gold frame style. I like to, um, incorporate vintage gold frames into my work. And so you'll notice me in there just by that. My process, to be honest, I kind of freestyle everything. I, I'll start here, I'll go over there, then I put the ladder over here, so it's all over the place. Kind of like how the piece looks is really the way my mind works. Whenever I get to brushing, it's just however it goes. You know, whatever comes to me is what, what ends up being painted here. I've been an artist all my life. Um, it was just more one of those things that as I progressed through life, more people would tell me I had a natural gift. And so uh, I actually preferred music and in doing music, I started to paint my album covers. And that's how it started. And that's how I launched Vision Graceful. Outlaw Money OMF is my Instagram. Uh, Vision Graceful is my art Instagram. And that's where you'll find me. All right, that was T-Dub right there uh, interviewing with the interview of artist Shakori Nilsson. And that's Railspur. Railspur, they got like an art alley right there. It's kind of just like one block from uh, from Lumen Field, technically, in the Pioneer Square area. Um, we got one more before we get out of here. And the thing is, especially for people who are in town for All-Star, if you're being intentional, a brown All-Star, you know, Make sure that your investment gets spread around, some, you know, downtown. They're, really, they're ready for you to get all your money. But um, we want to highlight our home neighborhood, which is the Central District. And I think you'll see something in there, Curtis. It says Y King. We talked to Y King, K.Y. King Garrett of the Africatown Community Land Trust. And he talks about what's going on on 23rd and Union. A lot of people are going to be coming to the city of Seattle 
for the All-Star Weekend. 22 years ago, it was real active on Union around that time, and uh, a lot of things have changed. But this is uh, the historic black community, the legacy, and it's a and it's a renaissance. It's a second renaissance of black flavors, culture, spaces, and places and, and, and experiences to have uh, while people are in the city of Seattle. It's only five minutes from the stadium. It don't take long to get here and get some of the history and culture that black people have been putting into this community for 140 years. We're right here at the Liberty Bank building, a legacy, a living monument to the Liberty Bank, which was second black bank west of the Mississippi, now home to affordable housing, keeping people in the community, world famous communion, restaurant, Earl's Cuts and Styles, Cafe of All. We got other black businesses, Jerk Shag is, is, is active, you know, the businesses are here to come and experience black art. You come to 23rd and Union, this has been, you know, a heart and soul in the, in the, in the central district, Africatown, Seattle for, you know, decades. This neighborhood is where really Seattle soul, the jazz legacy, you know, the, the, the social justice and black freedom struggles, hip hop from Seattle, the funk soul, Weedle's groove era. You know, this is this is the places um, and spaces and, and intersections um, where all of that emanated from. You wouldn't see those here if it wasn't for Aftertown Community Land Trust and the community members who put their, you know, aspirations, their vision, you know, brought their stories to be continued to Africa towns. If you don't tap into the Central District, you're missing the soul, where the soul and the heartbeat of the culture, you know, that that emanated other places in the city and then other places in the world came from. So yes, you, you this is a hidden treasure of the black experience in America, right here in the Central District of Seattle that many people are not aware of. So come tap in and uh, unearth the hidden treasures after town, Central District, right here in Seattle, Washington. Enjoy your stay, support the businesses, and uh, take a piece with you wherever you're going. That's right. If you're from the neighborhood, we say CD or see me, man. You know, here for All Star or you're being intentional about All Star, take get a few blocks out of downtown. You know what I'm saying? Come up there to 23rd. So to give you some idea of it, the stadiums are on like 4th and 5th Avenue. So that's just 18 blocks to the east. Come up to the Central District, uh, Seattle's legacy black neighborhood. Um, there's the neighborhood that Jimi Hendrix and Quincy Jones called home and so many others. Uh, we're really proud of our neighborhood and, and put some of that investment there. You feel me? We're going to get out of here. I'm going to follow Chuck over there to the ballpark. <clears throat> get, excuse me, get in early and everything else. But wanted to leave you again with our, uh, our recap from the Swingman Classic. Um, and yeah, on that note, go forward in your purpose, go forward in your humanity. And uh, we'll see if we can tap in tomorrow morning as well. Peace. This is important for the city of Seattle, uh, important for the black community, for the BIPOC community. This is a family reunion. This is a really dope moment to have right here in the city. My mom is out, her twin sister's out, my little cousins are out. Oh,
was aunties, uncles, grandmamas, all of them were all up in here in the building. It has been a fantastic reunion. Baseball is always going to be America's pastime. And there is no denying that the people of color have built America. So with that in mind, it is very important that we participate in the thing that America loves as much as everybody else. Came out here to put on a show for the fans and show everybody that uh, HBCU got a lot of talent out here. Such a, a long line, a long lineage of great black ball players. You really don't want to see the black ball player disappear from MLB. It's important for African Americans, especially uh, young people in Seattle, to see that uh, you can, in fact, make it to the big leagues. There is a there's a place for you in college with baseball. It's important to know our history and know the work that went into giving us the platform that we have now. We stand on the shoulders of our ancestors and we owe it to them to respect the work that they put in to get us to where we are. This is an opportunity for the community to galvanize around a sport, around young people. This is us and you are us. We're part of you and you are part of us. You know, that's one of our main things is just to set example for a lot of black kids, especially young black kids. I want this game to grow, especially for people in our color. And so, I mean, I, I'm just, I feel so blessed and uh, amazing to just be an ambassador of that. HBCU element, the aspect of it, that plays a big part to it. This is something we've never really seen here in Seattle. This is our opportunity to be able to let folks know that um, there's a lot of institutions out there that are looking for people just like them, and they're ready for you to come on home. Baseball is what we really grew up on. Uh, I remember Rupert Jones here in Seattle. And when you, your mother told you to go outside and play, we started a game called Root. If you hit it across the street, it's a home run. If you hit it on a bounce, you're out. Like you said, this is this is a sport that we own. This is a sport that we, we, we got away from other things by playing this sport. Seeing people like you, myself, in the field like this means that the world tells them that they can't, but we are irrefutable proof that they can. I believe this is a time where we can assist in helping develop future baseball players who will one day come to this event in another city and one day work their way up in, through the minor leagues or to the major leagues. And, and it's all because we have made an investment into them. The community has made an investment into them. You saw all organizations, church organizations, you saw activists come out, edu educators come out, old folk like me, young folk, celebrating the HBCU system and its correlation to baseball. And you saw some phenomenal athletes. We had 50 really good baseball players from the HBCUs who had an opportunity to shine in front of a national spotlight. And that really was the most important part of the night. We think it's really important that kids see people who look like them playing the game at a very high level. And, you know, hats off to Ken Griffey Jr. Um, he elevated the event with his presence, and uh, we really appreciate the help. Try it all. Do it all. Experience it all. Um, opportunities are boundless. 
and you can make your own lane if you need to. But try it all, do it all, experience it all. Nothing is off limits. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.